Hey Collaborist, I'm Ben Leroy. And I'm Jason Buckholtz. And you're listening to Collabcast. This uh, Zoom got some amazing technology together here. Zoom. Seems like you're seems like you're right there. <laughs> Zoom, thanks for hooking us up. Zoom is a sponsor of the show. They gave us that tactile conference call thing. Where are we? We are in SoCal, California. We are at the Wellstone Center in the Redwoods, and uh, grayed out. Maybe later on we're going to try and shoot another episode with some different lighting. But for right now, this is the closest thing that you've experienced to uh, actual legitimate television production. Which, I don't know. <laughs> ever, I don't know if that's ever. Ever, <laughs> ever. Ever. You thought the finale of MASH was something to talk about? Uh, well, wait till we get a load of this corner of the cabin. Uh, if you're out there and you're my mom and you're like, you could do a better job of lighting things. <laughs> I know, mom. I know. But we wanted it to kind of have a David Lynchian, um, you know, it should it should be a real and gritty thing. We didn't want to make it look like a game show studio. It's it kind of, does have a, a David Lynchian vibe. Yeah. Here a little bit. Yeah. I... Note that uh, as much as I'm making fun of the TV people and, you know, this being the best thing ever on TV, I'm not sure if we're supposed to look at the camera or if we look at each other. What looks more professional to you, Calabrus? <laughs> we're just going to sit here until we hear back from you yeah. so we can figure out what <laughs> yeah. to do. Um, so I would ask you how the weather is, but I know how the weather is. But just for the people playing at home, um, how was today's weather? Started out a little chilly and foggy, cleared up, had a, a sunny afternoon, and then back to the chilly and the fog. Yeah, it's perfect October weather. As, as happens on the California coast. Absolutely. What is on the docket for today, our first podcast recorded in October? Well, we are talking about Europe here to do some focused writing. We are here to talk about NaNoWriMo. Which uh, most, uh, I would guess most of our audience is familiar with, but that's National Novel Writing Month. And I have been told that a leading Wikipedia expert, Jason <laughs> Buckholtz, is here to give us a little bit of a, a report. Because I think that we all see varying levels of people using a hashtag NaNoWriMo. We hear people talking about it, and we have a general idea that an author is going to write a whole book during the month of November and that it requires some dedication and showing up every day and, and writing. But what is the history of NaNoWriMo? Well, it started in 1999. Okay. Um, started here in the Bay Area. Um, or maybe not. Maybe I just made that part up. Certainly it had something to do with the <laughs> Bay Area. I think it may have. I don't, I'm not... I, I, again... I've been a Wikipedia expert on this for about two hours, so it's it's a it's a feeble expertise. But started in 1999 with a small group of people, and the goal is to write 50,000 words in the month of November. Okay, so that's 
a little more than a thousand words a day. It's not even two thousand words a day. It is sixty-nine words an hour, and one point something words a minute through okay. the month of November. Okay. So if you could just come up with one word every, whatever that math worked out to be, yeah, every minute or so, then then you're good. So the goal of fifty thousand. There are winners if you reach fifty thousand words. Okay. And you actually register on there, so it's a nonprofit. They are a nonprofit foundation that started this once it got big. It started out small. Its recent numbers are more like half a million participants in this worldwide. Really? Yeah. So half a million people sign up. It's I don't think it costs anything. You just register, and the goal is to write fifty thousand words in the month of November, and it can either be complete or it can be the beginning of something longer that you'd write. Um, you can't start before 12.01 on okay. November 1st. You can't do it. You can pre-plan. You can get your ideas. You can do some outlining. But you can't write anything that is actually going to appear verbatim in your manuscript. Okay. So then um, if you hit 50,000 words, you send that in to the foundation. And they it's not like they check it. It's it's honor system, but they run it through some software, and it says, "Yep, yeah, fifty thousand words," and then and then you you win, and um, I think there are some sponsors and some some low level prizes and things that you can get through it, but you know it's more the reward of just sitting down and and getting that much down on paper, and we on this show have talked about not hurrying your writing, about taking your time. Um, but why do we feel differently about this, Ben? Well, one reason is that when we talk about hurrying, we're talking about the start of a book and the end of a book and when it's ready. And I would very much say that drafts are a part of that process. So in this particular instance, if we're talking about writing a first draft of a book or a partial first draft of a book, then yeah, if you can do it in a month, great challenge. But it's important, and I definitely have seen this happen, that people get their expectations of like, okay, now I wrote a book, now I'm done, now I'm gonna send it to an agent. Like, no, on December 1st, more than likely you are not ready to start querying agents. Which isn't to take away from the accomplishment of doing a first draft, but recognizing a first draft and a finished manuscript are two different things. So. I want to definitely support people who, if this is a way for them to feel like a part of the community, feel very much um, supported by others and knowing that other people are trying to write a novel in a month, let's, let's be a part of that community. Let's encourage people to do that. Absolutely. And that is a part of it too. They have virtual, there's a virtual community, people support each other online, and then there's real life meetups. People get together, they, the, the, when you register the foundation, let you know where people are in your area, and when they have meetings, when they get together to support each other. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to think of writing a novel, which is a fairly solitary and single event, but to be doing it as part of a community, of, of like a group exercise of everyone writing a novel. Have you ever done it? I haven't. I'm sure that there are months where I've written 50,000 words or more, but I've never actually participated. And I think for me, if you ask me about it in April or May, 
Like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. But then when November actually rolls around, other things have taken up space in the calendar. What about you? Have you ever tried? I, no, I never have. That's a lot of words. That's a lot of words. When you break it down to the per minute, it's like, sure, I can come up with a word a minute. But it's, it's not easy. No. It's not easy because you have to sleep and do some other things too. Right. And as we've talked about, like writing isn't just typing. Like you do have to have time to do some level of processing. And I, with the first draft, you're kind of allowed a little bit of a processing while you're writing. And for me, I know that I might make some changes to the concept midstream and then instead of going back and fixing the old chapters that aren't going to make sense I'll just start writing new stuff with the idea that I'll come back around later yeah and I think that's the perfect way to think of this exercise of something like NaNoWriMo or any other time that you're going to sit down and really like here at this retreat you're not necessarily you've got these days set aside you're here Maybe you're doing some polishing, but it's a time to just sit down and really make some some headway at a rate that you might not otherwise, with the understanding that it's not you're drafting, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting too that, and I think all writers find this at some point. You can have all the hours in a day that you want, but you can't write for all the hours. You can't type for all those hours in a day, and. For me, knowing that I had 15 days at this retreat, it was very much a, well, if I clean up and organize and move around 5,000 words a day, and I have 15, I'll have 75,000 words, so I'll be done. But for me, I open it, read something that I wrote two years ago, and then try to like get into that headspace, and then write again, and get it keep that momentum going it's not easy to keep that 5,000 word a day pace because I might type 10,000 but by the end of the day I've also deleted 7,000 so it's like a net 3,000 did you have you ever had moments where you've just gone like on a long writing spree yeah a couple of days ago I wrote for about four hours straight <laughs> and that is that for me is that's that's not easy to do I'm usually good for there were some external some 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 deadlines some expectations out in the world that I was driven to meet on that one but if I'm absent that if I'm just sitting there writing my own stuff you know probably two hours and then I got to get up and move around a little bit and just kind of reset my mind and then you know I can often do a few of those in a, in a day if I'm really energized by what I'm writing and really able to focus on it. But much longer than that at any one stretch is, is I just start kind of losing my focus. The worst is when you're in a good groove and you recognize that you need to get up and you're like, but when I come back to this, I'll be able to get right back into this headspace and write, the, write from the same perspective. And then when you sit down again, like three hours later, you can't get into it. And it's so frustrating because you think, should I have just pushed on and kept writing instead of getting up and walking around? It's, mm. it's all... For me, if, I, if I'm in that groove, then, yeah. I, then I don't 
feel any like it's for me it's like a mental reason to break and I break when I've lost the groove so I don't like if I'm in a good groove then I just I, I guess I just dissociate <laughs> I just go numb it's fine it's yeah. fine it's great and then you know and then it's only and then kind of it will suddenly catch up like my mind will kind of I get to a point where I know that I'm going to do a better job if I break and come back to it. It's like at this point, just I, I and I could keep going, but I just kind of get to a point that I recognize where there's like a, a, a degree of struggle with it, where I've, I know that if I go break or come back in the morning or go eat something and then come back, that I'm going to be, then it's going to, like I'll be fluent again and the story will flow again. So that's what usually makes me take a break. And that's, you know, two, two and a half hours kind of at a stretch. I've got this overly responsible adult side of me that it'll be like, you sure do have a good groove going, but it is 11 o'clock and you should probably start thinking about going to bed. And in my youth, it was like, open up another Mountain Dew and like, just keep going. Yeah. But, but older men is like, yeah, no. Oh, I got a floss. Yeah, I got yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to take me 20 minutes to get out of bed in the morning. Like, I better just end it now. So, yeah, like, I I will Jedi mind trick myself out of, you know, assuring myself that, like, oh, in the morning I'll be able to pick up where I left off. Never, never happens. And I always tell mm. myself, like, if I just, if I just go to bed now, so the lesson is don't sleep, I guess. Yeah. Guess that's what you... Just don't ever get up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't... I don't know. So, uh, what do you think? Are you going to try a little NaNoWriMo this year? No. I'm not going to... I'm not going to strive for 50,000 words. Um, I, I, I think I'll feed off the energy of it happening and kind of... I'm sure that that will guide my decision sometimes when I'm thinking oh, I could turn on the TV or I could get back to my story and then I'll think there's half a million people out there putting out 50,000 words next month and I think that that'll inspire me to make a make a choice um, but yeah that's no, not a it's not a realistic goal for me at this point I'd like to do it sometime I mean it sounds like I would have to have a lot of other things in my life align in order to set yeah. a target like that. Yeah, but I mean, if it is a chance to just examine the choices that you make, like that's that's good language because there are definitely times where I might binge a show and I know that I'm doing that at the expense of writing time and I have to make that decision. And if you choose to not write enough times in a row that becomes the habit not writing becomes the habit yeah and so i think something like this even though the the by the book rules of it might not apply to everybody i think it's still you know it's it's i've i've i love what it is i love that it's just a a community arts effort that's just we're all going to do this together. There's like a, a place to focus. There's just kind of this, you know, it's just, it's a, it's like the nexus of the community and really it's, it's created by the, the collective desire of all these people to tell their stories. And I think that that's, it's awesome. I mean, more, more stuff like that. So many arts programs are, I don't know. It just, for me, it feels very, 
exclusive. Just had to check with the producer to make sure we were still on the air. <laughs> Craft services. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it just feels very inclusive. It feels like like anybody can do it. It's you know it's a, you don't have to apply for it. Nobody judges your work. They don't even. You can you can you can send it. You can encrypt your story so you don't even have to share it and then send it. You can like nobody even has to ever see it. And you can still participate and and win, you know, reach that goal and and so you know I like I like that about it. Yeah, we definitely need to have more community around the arts. Yeah, that's definitely. You guys are up here doing some painting, right? Yeah. Speaking of which, so these are these are two of the works that I did. I bought paints when I got here to the Santa Cruz area. Um, this is what I see. Uh, there's a rabbit in this one that's maybe smoking a cigar. And yep, those, rabbit. those of you at home can't see this, but I used a, a painting knife to like make very jagged teeth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so this kind of looks like the outlaw rabbit. The outlaw bunny. Like there's the Energizer bunny. This is, the, this is this his is outlaw cousin. Doppelganger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is actually him now. The, the, the Energizer upside, Bunny the fell out of times. Yeah. <laughs> well, he lost that sweet battery money. <laughs> and this, uh, this one, this was interesting because I put black on a brush and I obviously made these things. And then I wanted to have this negative space of the white, but I, I wanted to also clean off my brush so I hit that like that. And then I mixed this blue. And I was like, oh, that kind of looks like the sky. And then I was like, this kind of looks like a mountain, like a, a Bob Rossian mountain. And so then it's I, a happy mountain. And then I put some of this blue down here. And so initially, I thought of this as like two pine trees that maybe I was going to come back and color um, green or put some green tones in there. But then, check this out, dude. I saw this as two women walking to a funeral. And so this piece, and it's available for sale, but you have to have good money is <laughs> called uh funeral on devil mountain they're walking to the funeral on devil mountain so it's called funeral on devil mountain but yeah this is this is a piece that i'm really proud of i feel like i'm doing some qvc uh, those of you who are who are listening to the podcast that was probably a, not a good use of the last two minutes of your time I completely forgot this was an audio format. We're sitting yeah. here in front of the camera. It's also novel. Yeah, we We've just got to use the media. Look at our live, our live studio audience here. <laughs> yes. Uh, so what can we do to help out with the community around NaNoWriMo? We, we can help. This is what we do. We can help you plan. You, 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 you plan. You would help. can help them plan. Yeah. We can help you plan. Um outlining getting your character figured out getting your plot figured out your arcs your act one act two act three so that you go into november ready to to hit the road hit the yeah hit the road hit the road writing that's not what i meant to say i meant to say something else but that'll, that'll it work. works <laughs> it works but the rubber the rubber to the road okay um we can help out by with coaching during while you're writing halfway point check-in 25,000 word check-in every 10,000 word check-in 10,000 word check-in call you three the three times a day check-in yeah 
one minute. We'll call you every minute <laughs> to see if you got that. And we're going to make it so that it says spam likely on the caller ID when we call. But you better know that it's us calling to check in. That's how it's going to there's going to be some accountability. I also <laughs> am volunteering that if you're listening to this and you mentioned that you heard it on CollaboraCast, I will have 15 minute Zoom calls with anybody and or everybody who wants to talk about their novel. If you want to hang out for more than 15 minutes, um, or like Jason said, you want to have a weekly check-in, any of that stuff, we can do all of that too, but we'll have to figure out some details on that. But if you're listening or if you're watching and you want to talk for 15 minutes about your plan for NaNoWriMo, just send an email to info at collaborist.org to set that up. But make sure that you mention that you listen to it on CollaboraCast, that you're a collaborist, and uh, that'll be the secret code that I know that I should actually do the 15-minute discussion. What are you, are you going to do some 15-minute discussions? Absolutely. Okay. Let's do them. Okay. I got all kinds of increments of 15 minutes. I'm doing some live fact checking while okay. you were uh, doing that, and I just wanted to. So it is 1,667 words per day, okay. which is 69 words per hour or 1.2 words per minute for the month of November. Okay. I liked, before you let me know that you were doing some fact checking and getting some data exact. I liked thinking that you were bored enough with your own podcast that you were just like, I'm going to check my messages. I was like, you know what, you know what the viewer really wants to see? You know what would really make, what did we, what did we say was the most advanced television production in history? Yeah, exactly. like, you know what they want us to They want us to get dude on his phone. Look, it's just like if you were in the living room with us because we're all just going to be checking our phone. <laughs> I just reach this, through. This candy's not going to crush itself. <laughs> for story. For community. Collaborators. Live.